Wow, Andrew. Wow. I mean, I you do care about me, so I don't think you mm. would, and you legitimately want me to be happy, Andrew. Um, yeah, yeah. What's that? I'm sorry, yeah, yes. my uh, my call my call cut out, Andrew, for a second there. I assume you just wholeheartedly agreed, uh, and I and you yep. know I won't uh, I won't listen back to the old recording to find out whether I'm right or wrong about that. Two can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller, and welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast, it's not for you. We're breaking up, Andrew, with yeah. uh, the people that only have uh, more than one friend. Yeah, more than one friend. <laughs> We're Sorry, you got you to gotta break up with this podcast, and uh, sorry to break yeah, your heart. But... Pack, up your th- pack up your things. We're throwing their clothes out the window. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Don't 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 come back holding up a boombox over your head on our front lawn or anything like that. You know it's not gonna work. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. T- tossing their records out one by one, they break on the uh, they break on the the sidewalk, and we go. This is for having more than one friend. We start naming off their friends. This is for Robert. <laughs> this is for Jessica. <laughs> Everybody's walking by, going like, "Dang, what's going on? When this this." These guys must be big cheat. Uh, must have been some infidelity, and we're like, "Yeah, you're right. They had they got, went and got more friends." And then they're looking at us like, "All right, they're so they're crazy." <laughs> also, you and I are both <laughs> leaning out the same window, throwing things. <laughs> Just... They're like, "Yeah, you're you're allowed to have more than one friend." No, you're not. No, you're not. They're like, "Uh oh, toxic." <laughs> they're. <laughs> Immediately, a medium article being written about us. The guys, the guys leaning out the window. You know what I mean? That's right. Well, anyway, Pete, uh, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about board games, and we're here to talk about two-player board games. Am I right? Oh, you're right. <laughs> when you're right, you're right, Andrew. And that is the conceit of this podcast, Andrew. Uh, good thing to just get it out up front again, I always say. Just yeah. kind of go over what the podcast is at the beginning of every episode. Some people, tune just, in, you know. some people tune in and get a little confused with all that silliness. So we just got to bring it all mm-hmm. back to what is this podcast? It's about two-player board games. And today's episode <laughs> is specifically about a two-player board game called Fog of Love. Fog of Love. Andrew, I think this is uh, kind of known in the board game community, at least. Uh, people, I think people know about it, have heard about it. I don't know how many people have played it, honestly. It's, um, yeah, I'd say it's but, weird. It's, uh, like, I definitely had seen it on board game shelves. I know it's been, I mean, I'll talk about this yeah. later, but it's been sold in, like, Walmarts and stuff. So it's, But it's not, like, mm-hmm. as mainstream as, like, Catan or something like that might be. Uh, no. And I think your average person on the street may not have heard of this game. But um, right, yeah, definitely, yeah. But definitely. definitely, if you're in the board game world, I think you have at least heard of it or seen the cover. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, Andrew. I think if you literally, even if they don't even know the name, if you show them the cover, they go, "Oh yeah, that one." And, and that's partly in uh, you know response uh, to the fact that the artwork and the art direction in this is much beloved. Even even yeah. when I was going through this and and reading reviews from nasty people spewing <laughs> nasty. garbage or whatever they were all like i have to admit it looks good you know what i mean kind right, of right so well, um uh well let, let's talk about this um but just just very briefly how about let's just uh shrink it down to one okay. sentence shrink it down to one sentence can we do that pete oh one sentence sure we can do that one sentence explanations 
Okay, well, if I had to sum this up in one sentence, I think Fog of Love is a romantic relationship simulator, almost like playing the popular game for computers, The Sims, except you rarely can delete all the bathrooms and wait for your character to soil themselves in this one. Right. That's a cheat code for this game. You have to enter in. You know what I mean? I'm hoping that's an expansion or, soon. And the cheat code is your imagination, Andrew, because as we'll get into later, <laughs> a lot of things gets, un- uh, gets unlocked in this game if you got an active imagination. Andrew, I kind of also went with gaming. What can I say? I'm over here chugging a you know, Mountain Dew, um, eating a bag of... Doritos. Uh, I'm in gamer mode, Andrew. Okay, mm-hmm. I've got a headset on with a mic and a controller in my hand. As I write this one sentence summary, Andrew, this is, in my opinion, the game of life if it was created by Bioware. And Andrew, you might know Bioware as the creators of Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, you know, yes. yeah. uh, the uh, the creators of uh, are uh, one of the most beloved lines of dialogue that you could choose in a video game in history time to die bug face which is of course one thing you can say to a rodian <laughs> when you walk in on him on his own room and then you uh can then kill the rodian uh by right. saying time to die bug face so um which has always stuck out amongst well me you that's a heck of the that, world you yeah know? that's a chaos type of line where you're not really supposed to do that because just there's no reason for your character to do that in that game but it's just so no. f- it's just so funny of a line that you gotta pick it you know yeah it's like you just well we we famously have acquaintances who were in fact going through that entire game light side only they just try to unlock <laughs> that right. uh that rare that rare you know uh achievement or whatever and it gets you a special power if you stay completely light side but I'll tell you what, Andrew, I'll be danged if they if they could not <laughs> if they didn't tank their run when that option came up um, because they had to choose that one. Andrew, anyway, it's kind of like that. Uh, Bioware, also known for uh, Bioshock and uh, all that stuff. Basically, they're known for a lot of games where uh, Mass Effect, I think, a lot of those games where you can um, you have a branching dialogue tree. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and so you'll see the similarities, Andrew, because let's go ahead and get into this board game, Andrew, throwing my controller on the ground, you know what I mean, in frustration, well, <laughs> just tossing my headset, putting my fist through my big screen TV just for a TikTok, Andrew, and it goes and gets 200 likes. Not quite good enough. Anyway, Andrew, let's go analog. We're talking so, about Fog of Love here. So Fog of Love is kind of like a it's a role-playing game, I guess, sort of like... You know, well, like yeah. Knights of the Old Republic, or even like for people who are really not familiar, like think of like Dungeons and Dragons kind of. Except in this one, you're not fighting mm-hmm. or anything like that. You are uh, two Sometimes characters. You fight. You're t- well, true. You are two characters, but not with fists, who- the cuffs. <laughs> you're you're playing as two characters, not yourself. You're playing as two uh, fictional characters that you've created, and uh, you uh fall in love and you're trying to navigate a romantic relationship and you have some prompts and you get to make different choices based on your personality and uh in the end you might end up with a a very happy relationship you might end up breaking up one of you might be happy the other one might not be it all depends on how it goes so that's in it how you go exactly So, Andrew, let's let's take it from the top here. What you first thing you do is character creation, just like if you were playing some Dungeons and Dragons, basically. But instead of like saying I'm a cleric or whatever, and I have a magic wand and uh, I have uh, you know 14 intelligence or whatever, you you instead say uh, I you know your partner actually 
starts uh, chooses three different features for you uh, to give you. So they might say, hey, you know, they, they pull some cards and they choose which ones they want to give your character. They might say, uh, hey, your character has big hands and is hairy <laughs> uh, and uh, and and long hair. And I love that about you or whatever. And you, and you do the same for them. So you have that part set up and then you choose an occupation for uh, and then you, uh, well, you, you also have some s- other things, basically secret, uh, you have some secret character traits as well. Things about yourself that are, oh, yeah. that are secret. Right. And th- those really drive your choices throughout the game, right? You may, you may be, yes. Yes. you may be outgoing, you may be shy, you may be selfish, you know, all kinds of different things that you could be, um, manic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, sad or whatnot. Mm. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so you, between you and your the person you're playing with, you end up creating these two characters. You know what I mean? And you really do. It's an active creation of them. They don't just you don't just randomly pull a card and, and it tells you everything. You are you pull like a bunch of different cards and then kind of construct them yes. over uh, over a couple of rounds. So that that's a really cool way to start the game. Uh, and then you kind of really try to get into those characters, and, and they're going to inform your actions throughout the game. And then really the main mechanic of the game is that there are like a certain amount of arcs um, per storyline. Um, so like the first one that you and I played was was the very... We skipped the tutorial. We went straight to the very first storyline, which was like, you know, kind of like a light uh, meeting of young when you're young, kind of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then it becoming more serious. And um, so for each one of those arcs, you play a certain amount of you're going to play a certain amount of cards from your hand um, until you reach the limit for that story arc. And so you might have like a hand of I think it was something like five different cards. And each one of those cards has a different scene on it, typically. And so if it's your turn and you play a scene down into the storyline you then both read the the scene that's on the card and it's either the either your partner's going to pick a choice of what to do um, from a multiple choice selection underneath the scene or you, possibly there are a lot of cards where you both choose what you're going to do and then see how they interact with each other more right. or less so uh, for instance you might put a card down and it says something like um, you know um, you see somebody get hit by a car or whatever um but uh and the the uh, the cop is playing uh flappy bird on his phone or whatever (laughs) do you a you know uh run out and help the person yourself or whatever uh b get the cop's badge number you know i mean or c um uh, ask ask him how he got Flappy Birds back on his phone because you want to play you know that kind of thing and then you and then you're gonna choose which one and then that that affects your each one of those things that you choose has a specific effect on one of your uh, traits in the game so instead of you know your more typical uh, traits like in a Dungeons and Dragons type game like strength and agility and charisma and wisdom and stuff like that in this game you actually have your traits are um, personality traits they are yeah. uh, gentleness sensitivity sincerity curiosity things like that and when you choose a certain thing for your character to do in a given scenario it will tell you how it affects that you know what i mean so yeah. if you're if you're going to go and ignore the person that got hit by the car and go try to download Flappy Bird from a cop, it's, you know what I mean? Like, your sensitivity is going to go down or uh, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Um, I just want to say, though, that, that that this example I don't I don't believe is one of the cards from the game. I think uh, 
Well, I think listen, Pete, you made I, that up. I don't remember whether it is or not, but they <laughs> if it isn't, they can have it for free. I think the cards are usually more like, uh, oh, you're on a date at a restaurant and uh, somebody some somebody's rude and how do you react that way? Or one of you comes home. Okay. Uh, we had the card like one of you came home with a, a puppy and like, how do you react? Do you say, oh, great, let's keep it. Or no, I didn't want that or you know, whatever. Yeah. And they all seem, well, all of those examples seem like the same thing to me, Andrew. They're all kind of in the same right. realm. You know what I mean? The, the car, the car accident, the puppy <laughs> and the, at the, at dinner at a restaurant, all it's seem usually kind of like scenes the same that you of might have in, intensity. It's supposed to be scenes that you might see in a romantic comedy. Oh, like the in-laws come over and they're rude to one of you. And how do you react? And do you defend your partner and stuff like that? Um, yeah, but you know, stuff that you'd see in a romantic relationship, not necessarily flappy bird, on a, a cop's phone, but well, um, I mean, it's kind of like it, it's kind of like things you would see in in a typical romantic comedy, kind of like uh, National Lampoons, you know what I mean? <laughs> and Chevy Chase gets hit by a car or something like that, and then or you know, <laughs> I don't think gets that's blown a up by a, a bomb, and then he's uh, and he's he looks all uh, like You're right. he's got he's got like charcoal right. all over him and everything. Anywho, um, so <laughs> a lot of these cards, you both have to pick what how you react in the situation, and kind of a fun part of it is you select A, B, C, or D on a little token, you put it upside down, and then you reveal at the same time. And right. the card will tell you, like, oh, if you match, then you get some extra points on your personality trait, or, or maybe sometimes if you match, you don't. Depends on the situation. There's a lot of different variables mm-hmm. there. Um, right, but, or you but, fall deeper in love, which you can track with ooh, like yes. um, like heart tokens, essentially. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's, I don't, I think that's very cool. Yeah, you can gain satisfaction yes. from from these interactions. Um, there are also some other cards. There are like secrets that you can keep, which are good or bad from your partner. And a lot of this really depends on the type of character that you pulled in the beginning. Like sometimes, yeah. you know, whatever, because your goal is to try and max, you know, max out some uh, some of those character traits to meet your own sort of innate traits of your character and right it's sometimes that may not jive with your partner so you may have to be either selfish sometimes and just try and improve your situation or uh sometimes mm-hmm. selfless if you're already if you've already got a lot of satisfaction maybe you want to choose something that might be good for your partner it, it, it is kind of actually like a real relationship a little bit you know sometimes you do have to compromise right. and but sometimes you are a little sometimes bit selfish. you can make sacrifices right. because you you know what i mean like uh yeah I, I, to 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 help them get ahead you know what i mean kind of thing right and vice versa which is great uh yeah yeah it's very good and then there's there's sometimes where you're just like i'm gonna be selfish right now uh because i'm trying to put i'm trying to do this you know what i mean yeah. and it's like you know going into it that it's that it's not ideal you know what i mean but right um yeah and and then there is uh destiny cards andrew which is i guess you know the the main goal of the game quote unquote the way that you win i guess quote unquote would be maybe fulfilling your destiny yes uh which is uh you start out with like mm, four or five cards and then as the scenario goes on it'll actually at different times in the scenario make you discard Mm-hmm. a destiny so you're going to shrink your hand of destiny cards down and they all are slightly different you know what i mean like one is for someone to be selfless and they put the other person ahead of themselves so their own satisfaction doesn't matter it's all about bumping up the other person's satisfaction that kind of right. thing and so if you want that to be your destiny um you'll you'll eventually get rid of all your other cards and get down to that one or maybe you want the one where it's like 
it's a balanced relationship where everybody's very happy. You know what I mean? And if you want that one, then you're really going to try to aim for that one as you go along, that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, and, and, but I, I know some people get hung up on that and they go like, well, is that how you win? And it's like, well, honestly, maybe you shouldn't think about it as winning and losing. Cause it's right. like as cor as corny as it is to say, like, it's the journey that counts. It's, it's like, that is the way it is with this game. Like there's, there isn't going to be like a, uh, there's not a points track. You know what I mean? Right. There's not a, like, uh, a, uh, a Rainer Canizia like thing that you, you push your little token along and you go up five points, you know what I mean? Until you, and you're trying right. to get, uh, you know, above a hundred and yada, yada, yada. It's not like that really. You know what I mean? Even if you, honestly, even if you don't fulfill that destiny, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't say that anybody lost the game per se. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I, well, I guess it does say, like it says in there that you, so if you fulfill your destiny, technically you win, but, um, a lot of times you want both people to win because it is a scenario where I could fulfill my destiny, but Pete could not fulfill his destiny. Uh, you right. know, because we might be, our destinies might be at odds with each other and we're going for different goals. Um, yeah. but then there are situations where, where we, uh, where we, neither of us fulfill our destiny. And then I guess we both lose. So, but it's mm -hmm. not really, the game is to me, at least when we are like you, like you said, it's not really winning and losing. It's like, I don't know how much fun you can have with the different scenarios. Cause a lot of this is, yeah. uh, and we should probably say this now, a lot of this is, it's like a role-playing game. So you can embellish, you can add mm. details to the scenes. The scenes are very, just kind of bare bones. Um, so you can play it like that and just read the cards and put down your tokens and count up your satisfaction right. points or whatever. But, um, the fun right. of it, but the disclaimer, fun of it is, <laughs> like you said, it will not be as fun. Exactly. Right. The fun of it really is making, at least for us, uh, you know we like to get pretty wacky with it so you know we coming up with mm -hmm. just making each other laugh coming up with silly scenarios that revolve around the scenes that we pull out um yeah it's kind of the fun of it for us so then you can go back at the end and look through and be like oh remember that card i'll oh, remember when we talked about that you kind of like summarize your relationship and how it went and stuff like that so it doesn't really matter if you win or lose right. it really is kind of just the fun of playing it that, to me yeah and and the game itself, even in the game manual, it it encourages you to do as much embellishment as you can. And there are even parts of the card sometimes where it just says, "All right, now fill it in." You know what I mean? Like it's yes. they, this is not it's it the idea of role playing is not just a side thing in this game. It is front and center. They really do want mm -hmm. you to embellish everything uh, because the more you do that, the more memorable the gameplay is. Quite frankly, the game mechanic itself, I think, is solid. But what really makes it special is when you fill it in with your own stuff and the fact that there is the ability to fill it in with your own stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, um, and the fact that it is woven into the uh, identity of the game, the DNA of the game so much. I guess you could technically embellish every game you play. You know what I mean? Like you and I True. can play Agricola, all creatures big and small, and I can be like, well, I have a peg leg or whatever. And uh, <laughs> and but there's But it doesn't... I, you don't need to and there's not really any incentive to and the game doesn't really mention it and yada 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 um but this one it's it's the kind of thing where it's like uh uh you know it's like definitely do it because yes. it is it is what makes this game special so it's a little um, bit like doing yeah. improv in a way or something like that um okay. I, the only other thing is yeah that, just just as annoying as yes. uh, you know you'll be you'll be just as insufferable after you uh, have played this game you'll be just like a typical improv comedian you know what i mean yeah oh exactly um the only other thing i'll say is that it comes so each uh 
what do they call them? Each scenario, I guess, or each uh, relationship, each game that you play is like a little pack of cards. And so there's yeah. one that they recommend as kind of the easier one to start off with, but there are other ones that come with it. So there's some replay value in you can play a totally different type of scenario to go through, and the relationship is going to yeah. have all kinds of different cards in it. And also, you can replay the same scenario again because you don't use all oh, the yeah. cards from that scenario the first time you play. Right. Yeah, there's a pretty big uh, stack of scene cards, if you will, like the cards that you're going to play down, you know what I mean? And like yep. I said, you have multiple in your hand already that you then choose from. You don't use all the ones in your hand, first and foremost, and then you keep re refilling your hand or whatever. And then there's a whole stack that you didn't even get to. So yeah, you're right. You can play that same storyline over and over again and then there's about three or four storylines that come in the base one too and they're at different points in like a relationship which is interesting so like we said there's there's one um that you start out where it's a, still a fresh relationship there's one where it's kind of in the middle of one i think there's one where you're older uh and it's been a very long time relationship you know what i mean so it's just mm -hmm. i don't know it's all very cool they they it they put a lot into this to make you come back to it um, and add a lot of variety into it, whether it's your own stuff that you add to it or whether it's the stuff that they actually design themselves. You know, this kind of reminds me, I just thought of this now. Uh, you played this game with me before, didn't you, Pete? The, I have this game that's, this is a very, like, homemade type of game that I got off some guy's website. It's called The Game of Real Life. You played this one? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I actually, that was referenced in one of the... Uh, one of the reviews of this game. Uh -huh. I've, the only place, the only other place I've seen this referenced. But yeah, that that one has, you know, it's a, almost like a parody of the game of life. Right. Um, but it's more, it's more and, like uh, adult and kind of like real life situations, yeah. and and also some yeah. ridiculous situations in there. But that one kind of encourages you to kind of write down your story as you go, and then tell your life story at the end, mm -hmm. kind of a funny way, so you can kind mm -hmm. of embellish that way. This, Details. It, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. A lot of games will just be like you got married or whatever, but some games, you know, this one included, will be like you got married, your dog was there. You know what I mean? Your but your dog took a poop. Going the vows or whatever, you know, like, what do you do? Like, it's you know what I mean. Gets into right. the right, exactly. Gets into the deep, the nitty gritty details, which uh, which is something you and I love, honestly. Um, hey Pete, but uh, anyway, Andrew, speaking of a dog taking a poop, no, just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say speaking of details, uh, but yeah, speaking of a dog taking a poop, uh, I looked at the history. Well, of this game. speaking of, speaking of the opposite of a dog taking a poop, that's right, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> How oh, did they? I, how did the person who designed this game, you know, produce this game? How about that? Uh, there you go. See, I thought you were just comparing my analysis of the history of this game to dog taking a poop, like you just. Oh, you are the dog in the scenario. Yeah. yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, I'm telling the history of this game. Uh, <laughs> I looked it up. It's a relatively new game. Came out in uh, 2017. Uh, designed by a game designer named Jacob. Uh, Jeskov. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. J a s k o v. You are not. You are not. I'm, I'm not? sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> you sound like you're. Really <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I'm just assuming. You're just no, assuming. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Uh, anyway, uh, Jacob Jaskov. Jacob J. Uh, by a company called yeah. Hush Hush Projects, and Hush Hush Projects yeah. is Jacob's uh, company, and this is the only game that they publish. Uh, it's actually his only game that he's ever designed at first try and mm -hmm. i'd say hit it out of the park with this one although i did uh, yep. watch an interview with him from last year and he said uh, he's working on a new game 
that will mm. also be a role-playing game with hidden information in it, just like this one. Because mm. uh, that is part, of, I think we mentioned that, right? You have hidden traits, and so you're trying to also figure out like what kind of person mm-hmm. the other person is in your relationship, right? That's kind of oh yeah, good point, good point. There, there's um, the the game would be very easy if you knew what each other were going for, but yeah. you don't you don't always uh, right. know what is ideal for the other person uh, because to, you're you're not supposed to explicitly talk about it. You know, what I mean, you're supposed to figure it out basically as you go along. You're so. trying to do a little mind meld type of thing, kind of like in a real relationship. Yes. You don't you don't know exactly what that person is like until you've really right. got to know them. Yeah, um, exactly. But anyway, uh, this new game that he's working on, apparently it will be for four players, so we will not be touching that one. Um, But anyway, the way he got started with uh, Fog of Love. So he's a very big board game nerd, loves board games, tons of board games, and he usually plays with his friends, but occasionally uh, plays with his wife. And she doesn't really connect with any of the board games. She'll play a few and then get kind of bored and not as into it. And he really wanted to design a game that she would love to play with him uh so this is kind of already a romantic story right i mean it's like a he just i like that he wants to spend more time with his wife and get her interested in his favorite hobby so yeah so uh apparently she loves romantic comedies like when they watch netflix she's always choosing romantic comedies uh so he Mm -hmm. went and you know obviously she was involved in this process a lot but he went out and studied romantic comedies even read like academic papers that break down the elements of romantic comedies and how they work and um he tried to turn as much of that as he could into board game mechanics and uh Hmm. he also he also studied love as as psychologists have studied it you know read a lot about that oh and he said uh he actually said in one interview that I read it, it was the most important research of his life. He learned a lot about human behavior wow. and relationships and how humans experience love. So I thought that was, you know, hmm. pretty good. Um, <clears throat> it sounds like something I should probably, uh, you know, sit down and do some research on myself, Andrew. But I uh, got to play a little bit more Zelda. So, you know, if I, <laughs> that's right. It's just like. AP priorities, you know. It's, uh, I'll get to it. Yeah, I'll get to it. I just need to do one more temple in Zelda. You know what I mean? <laughs> then I'll get to uh, p- getting love, uh, understanding love in my life. You know? That's right. First, you got to understand how to collect more rupees and uh, get the master sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> now he's so he's saying that there. Uh, he's looking at a board games. There's and he breaks it down as there's three main types of board games and. This one, he didn't want to fall into any of these three categories. He's saying that there's combat games. You know, you're fighting against each other. Obviously, that's not this game. Um, yeah. Resource optimization. So you have resources, kind of like you were talking about with uh, with Agricola and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah. And then there are quiz games. and Obviously, not a quiz game. But he said that it was very tricky to not let this game kind of fall into being a resource game where you're trying to, you know, yeah. keep track of your resources. Again, I could see that. It's... You do have your character traits, but it's not like you're trading or collecting more resources, things like that. But mm-hmm. so he said that was kind of so it evolved a lot over time. They play tested tons of times with his wife and other people. Um, so he said that there's a lot of her in this game, um, but it turned out to be a lot of fun for him too. So he met his goal of making a game that they both liked to play together. So I thought that was really, hmm. really sweet, really nice. Um, oh, that's very nice. Yes. As I said earlier, Walmart picked it up, so it was a big success. You know it's a big success when it's on the Walmart shelves. Um, And there have been several expansions, um, and expansions in this game are new stories, new scenarios. So it's like a pack of cards, you know, 
just right. a, a new type of thing. So some have been exclusive to conventions. Those are pretty hard to get. At the time of this recording, there are three currently commercially available. Uh, one's called It Will Never Last. That's apparently a very challenging mm. one, like where you're, where you're just like uh, not meant to be together and you have to really work at it. Um, mm. There's one called Paranormal Romance, which I really want to learn about this one. Uh, apparently yeah. it has, maybe it's like afterlife kind of thing or there's ghosts involved, but oh. uh, it, okay. sa- it says in the description that this one can if you want to, it can affect future games that you play of... So maybe your characters come back and, like, haunt your future characters or something like that. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> I don't know. It's, like, yeah. really interesting. Um, and then there's one called Trouble ah. Trouble with the In-Laws, which is supposed to be very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, mm-hmm. like, a uh, Ben Stiller movie or something like that. Uh, yeah, the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These were all released Classic. in 2018. I did notice also that on Board Game Geek, there's one. It says coming out in 2021. Now, we're recording. Oh, I'm peeking behind the curtain here. We're recording this in 2021, so uh, maybe it's out by now. Right. Um, but it's called mm-hmm. Lo- it's called Love on Lockdown, which, of course, is pandemic-themed. Oh, pandemic-themed. How to have a relationship in lockdown. Isn't that interesting that they came interesting. out with something like that? Interesting, yeah. Uh, so I guess that's out now. I'm not sure. It's up on Board Game Geek, and they even have box art for it. So, you know, maybe it's out there. I don't yeah. know. It wasn't on their uh, Fog of Love website yet. But um, Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, undoubtedly soon you'll be able to get it at your local Walmart with, and just, <laughs> just, ta- just tank all your local businesses if you want. Just go ahead and give more money to the Walton family if you so desire and just yeah. go ahead and... Well, listen, uh, yeah, don't buy it at Walmart. Buy it at your local board game store. Uh, yes, Although do. I'll say, you know what? I'm going to hierarchy this thing, Pete. I'm going to say don't buy it on Amazon. Buy it at Walmart, but don't buy it at Walmart. Buy it at yeah. your local board game store. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I'd i agree with that. I, I'd say buy three copies from your local game store. Throw one through the front window of your local Walmart, <laughs> and then throw one through the window of... Um, Although you know, think. you know what? Wherever this... the closest huge Amazon thing where they at they this got point, Amazon... remember when Amazon was trying to go to New York and New York was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. The citizens of New York was like, no, and he and eventually he backed down. So I don't, I forget where that ended up, but I, I guess Amazon technically might employ more people than Walmart at this point. I'm not sure, but. Um... Hmm, trying to th- uh, they're they're both evil. So just buy it at your local game store anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, or you could buy it right from their website fogoflove.com. You can buy it right on there. Yeah, that's not a bad way. Um they also they recently came out with new box art to celebrate uh, LGBTQ+ relationships, which had been kind of a big cool. thing in the feedback that people were saying cuz the the box art is beautiful, but it features a um you know, what essentially I guess is a man and a woman standing there. And, right, uh, you would assume like a cis het couple, yeah, right? Is is kind of the assumption based and on the it. Game, like, and also the game, the game has like pink and blue as right. like the two colors in it and everything like that. So it 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 kind it does definitely have like the aura or kind of reek of like a cis het, yeah, you know, relationship or whatever. It, um, so. It, and in the game, you can choose a gender for your character, and it's not you. It doesn't usually. Yeah come up um i felt i felt like at least when we were playing that it didn't really even matter uh what yeah. the gender of your character was um so but i From guess from our point of view right right, right we right. um we because it was something we were worried about kind of going into it was like is this game even like i don't know even i know i was like i wonder if we should even 
play and review this one because maybe it's not even meant for us because you know we you and i are not in a more romantic relationship um you know what i mean uh and it's like so maybe are we doing is it weird for us to play characters who are and who are a different gender than us maybe and yada 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 and then after all that worrying about it and and deciding on what we thought was the best way to to go about it um it 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 didn't seem like it came up very much from from my point of view but i'm also you know uh have a very specific locked right. into my own cishet perspective so so they also um hired someone uh nikki valens which is a big name in the board game industry right now uh yeah designer of eldritch horror other games uh to rewrite some mm-hmm. of the some of the scenes some of the cards in this game kind of do some rewrites on them and make them more lgbtq plus friendly and uh right because even if a couple of you know doofuses like us went through it going like yeah this all seems you know seems fine to me or whatever you know i mean there definitely are people who went through it and were like i just don't feel like this is right you know inclusive of my my life experience you know what i mean and to his credit uh the the creator Jacob Jeskoff, uh, again, I'm not pronouncing that right, but uh, our old friend Jacob has has admitted, like, you know, I made this game from my point of view as a uh, yeah. as a st- straight male, and uh, you know, uh, yeah. was happy to kind of invite uh, Nikki Valens to kind of rework some of the wording on here to make it a little bit more Good. a little more more inclusive. And also, uh, yeah. on their website, it says Nikki Valens is working on a new expansion that focuses on telling uh, queer stories. So. Uh, excited for that, awesome. and a little teaser. We are very excited to say that Nikki will be joining us later on in this episode of our show uh, to talk a little bit yeah. more about this stuff. So I'm going to keep my phone on loud Excellent. so we don't miss the call, Pete. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that sounds great, Andrew. Uh, but before we do that, Andrew, uh, go ahead and review on this. Review on this. Okay, it is time for our popular segment, Review on This. This is the segment where Pete went onto the internet like a fool. He should never go on the internet. He went onto the internet and he read uh, some people's reviews of this game out there. And we're just going to read those wacky reviews and assume what these people are like. What kind of people would write these reviews? Yeah. Yeah, I messed up, Andrew. I logged on. It was a big mistake. Big Uh, mistake. You know. Big mistake. I drove to my uh, local uh, McDonald's so I could get on the internet. Uh, you know, and, and, Andrew, um, okay. Here is a review where somebody gave it a 1 out of 10. None there, uh, obviously oh, not a fan. Uh, and their review said, I found it distressing trying to work through incomplete instructional information with no sense of what I was attempting to accomplish in playing cards. Andrew, I say, that's life, bud. You know what I mean? What better representation of life? Distressed because of incomplete instructions? Uh, life doesn't come with instructions. You know what I mean? No sense of what I was attempting to accomplish? Does that sound familiar, Andrew? That's every day of my life. You know what I mean? So I don't know what this person was. You know, uh, they should have known this was a, li- a life sim. You know? <laughs> the instructions are pretty complete. I don't know what this person's talking about, but yeah, that's, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, they also have no idea what they're talking about. Exactly. It's it's easy to play this game. It's not that tough. Right. Uh, Andrew, this person gave it a 1 out of 10. They said, be prepared to face the propaganda of the sexual revolution if you decide to play this game. Such a shame that the author decided to go in this direction. I would love to have a new version of this made that's based on wholesome, if troubled, relationships. But how 
uh, how it is now, there's just fornication, pornography, and other deviant behavior all normalized. Okay, Andrew. Oh, my God. Now... <laughs> I play, I'm going to play a little miniature game with you here, Andrew. This person, on their profile, they had three badges uh, oh, that were, oh. you know what I mean, uh, that were all about what they stood for. Uh, and uh, I think if you think about it for a second, you'll probably get at least two out of the three. You know what I mean? So, uh, so I, oh. g- give it, a, give it, a, give it, a, give it a try here. What do you think? Maybe some of the badges were on this person. Are these profile? like emojis? Or I'm not familiar. This is. Uh... Uh, yeah, it, they basically say they say anything you want that you like stand for or whatever. So they might say like I'm from New Jersey right. or whatever. Or I they see. might say like um, you know like. Uh, <laughs> They might, they, you know, you, I mean, they, you don't often get into political stuff, but they might say like Trump 2020 or whatever right. if they're a complete, you know. Well, that was going to be one but, of my um, guesses. Okay, no. All right. Yeah, um, I'm going to rule that one out for you, even though, I mean, you know, it's probably just, uh, they, it probably just wasn't available to them. But. I'm going to offend people here, but uh, this is somebody who is Christian. Yeah, that's one of them. I yeah. knew you'd get one of them. It's and it's not nothing wrong with being Christian, but a person who has a badge, you know what I mean, that says yes. that wants to shove it in everybody's face that says Christian is a specific kind of person. Right, exactly. There you go. Okay. Um and uh oh, I don't even know. Us. Um how about how about more um how about more patriotic? Oh, oh, well, you already ruled out MAGA, right? Um I'm going to say right. uh well, it's an American flag. Um, Pretty much. There's one that says "I love America" and it's an okay. American flag. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third one, Andrew, is just says the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I don't know why you are such a you know like you're such a big fan of the Constitution document that you have to have like a badge of it on a board game website is so funny to me. Anyway, um, so I think we just have to make the right expansion for this person, Andrew. Holy okay. So smokes. here's my idea. Here's the scenario just... you play. Yeah. Okay. Here's the scenario for the expansion, okay, that I'm making for them. You're okay. walking to get a loaf of bread for supper. You happen across a young woman whose ankles are visible, okay? Do you, <laughs> A, throw a rock at her, you know? B, ask her, ask God to smite her, okay? C, turn the town against her by talking about her behind her back at length, you know? Those are those are your options. Right. Um, uh, I guess I'll go A. I don't know. These are all bad choices. Oh, you didn't have to answer, but... I oh, okay. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're forcing bad me to play a game that I don't want to play. Review, Andrew. Um, what, let, let's go ahead and get your review of my game. Andrew, this person gave it a 3.6 out of 10. They said, my wife and I prefer to be ourselves rather than pretend to be a different couple. Uh, okay, well, what games are you playing then? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this person's played a thousand board games and each one they let out a big sigh and they say well an- yet another board game where they didn't make us the characters you know into the trash can with this one you know we, we only want to be ourselves you know i can- i'm when- not a sh- i'm not a shepherd okay i don't i don't raise sheep and pigs so i can't play agricola you know what i mean when are they going to make a board game with us in it yeah right that's funny i'm not i'm not made dear, out of dear sugar game plums designer and- i'm not <laughs> yeah yeah I throw candy I land in, in the ca- trash. in a candy kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Dear game designer, I have heard about your upcoming game, and my wife and I are excited to play it. However, we refuse to play any game where we play as anyone but ourselves. Please consider making us the main characters of your game so that we can play it. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> They're just like looking through all the Guess Who photos. Uh, I don't see myself here. Yeah. What is this? I, I, could, I thought I'd at least be one of them. No. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you can grow out your mustache, and then we can play Guess Who. You know, <laughs> Andrew, this person gave it a 5 out of 10. They said, still on the fence with this game. Really unique experience. Need to play with someone who knows it is only a game. Uh-oh, Andrew, what happened here? You know what I mean? It sounds like their significant other took things too personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like like this person chose to like not compliment their partner's in-game characters jeans you know what i mean or whatever and their partner was like i knew you never liked my jordashes you're such a coward just tell me you don't like those jeans you know what i mean (laughs) but also i'll get rid of those jeans when you get rid of your hawaiian shirt and then this person is like what i'm i'm just playing the game as my character as my character you don't think my shirts are fun you know what i mean just like (laughs) they uh all these people news reviews so far are kind of uh they're forgetting that board games are supposed to be kind of like a distraction, uh, an escape from from life. Sometimes, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, they're taking it a little too seriously. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of forget that they're reviewing a board game. It seems like sometimes. Andrew, this person gave it a six out of ten, and they said really well made two player game, but didn't hit the spot with us. Well, Andrew, perhaps this person just doesn't know where the spot is. You got to go up immediately, and you'll know it because it's super bumpy. I couldn't resist. I had to, Andrew. Okay. I see my the, my my brain went to. Uh, <laughs> When you said this this one doesn't hit the spot, my brain went to, oh, he's going to make some joke about, uh, well, you shouldn't be trying to eat the board game, okay? If you're hungry, just go get a snack or something. (laughs) Well, it says a lot, you know, hey, revealing a lot about yourself, Andrew. Yeah. I'm I'm a hungry guy. Sandwich, huh? Okay. Well, you know what I mean? I like to please other people, Andrew. What can I say? It's a curse. Uh, Andrew, this person gave it a 6.8 out of 10, and they wrote, Aaron and I had a blast. Will and Jim and Megan and I had a blast. Okay, Andrew, as long as everyone's cool with that, I guess, Andrew, I say go for it. You know, you only live once, so. Why not? You know, if you want to, you know. Get Aaron in the room. Get Will and Jim and Megan in the room. Go for it. Have at it. No, no, no. Well, you know what, Andrew, Pete? This I, really want, a, I really huh? want a little more wholesome of a game than that, Pete, okay? I don't appreciate you yeah, uh, bringing yeah, that Yeah, the person, up. right. The person who wrote that other review that was very <laughs> prudish, giving this review a thumbs down, you know what I mean? Andrew, Why would that person even play Fog of Love? I mean, I, I, just, I just thought, that one still is sticking with me. I'm going to remember that one for a while. <laughs> Why would you even pick uh, that up on the on the? Oh, because they went to Walmart. Oh, they sold it in Walmart. That's, that's oh, they were shopping at Walmart, of course, and they were just they just put every single one of every single thing in their cart. So yeah. Uh yes. So they they are working. They're uh, wor- they're completionists. They're working their way through Walmart one item at a time because they love Walmart well, so much. Well, I just think Andrew. Wal- I think Walmart probably has a lot of like uh, a lot of more wholesome board. You know, like you got uh, other things in there. The you know your monopolies, your game of life, your candy, apples, apples to apples. Yeah. App- exactly, apples to apples. I wonder if they sell cards against humanity because apples to apples is kind of the wholesome <laughs> version of that, right? So that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the apples yeah. to apples to this cards against right. humanity. Mm-hmm. 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 Andrew, this person gave it a 7 out of 10, and they said... Pete, I really want to talk more about this wholesome person, okay? I really want to... (laughs) Okay, well, Andrew, save it for the the Patreon, okay? Okay. We'll get... (laughs) This person gave it a 7 out of 10, Andrew. They said, dating simulation game, two-player. Game has gotten me in trouble. Don't play. Whoops. You know what I mean? (laughs) What's going on here, Andrew? This This is a wild review. Dear Pete, this is you from the future. I'm writing you to tell you that the game Fog of Love has gotten you in too much trouble. I'm begging you, get me out of prison by never playing this one. Know what I mean? Yeah, that's actually not too far. That could happen. Um, we'll see here in you a few minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 
Andrew, this person gave it a 7 out of 10. They said, nice storytelling, sitcom in a box. Best if played Goofy. Well said. And if I remember my Tony Hawk Pro Skater days, Andrew, playing Goofy involves playing with your right foot forward and pushing with your left. Okay, Andrew. <laughs> this person gave it a 7 out of 10, and they wrote, Kickstarter edition with all available expansions. Fully sleeved. Well, I like that this guy's using protection. I couldn't resist, ah! Andrew. I had to. I had, I had to, Andrew. I couldn't resist. It's fog of love. Oh, I, Andrew, I thought you're gonna make some shirt, that, some joke about shirts or something. Like you were gonna, yeah, yeah. Well, that says a lot about you, Andrew. Andrew, uh, speaking of saying a lot about you, I'm gonna repeat that uh, when our when this guest gets in the door that I hear knocking on the door because they gotta hear this. I sit you down on the couch, you know what I mean, and get get some psycho analysis going here, Andrew, because it's Doctor Fraser Crane at the door. Doctor Fraser Crane. All right, Dr. Fraser. See, I thought it was going to be Nikki Valens, our guest, but no, it's our other guest, Dr. Fraser Crane, uh, here to count down. I asked Dr. Fraser Crane to come early okay. because I didn't know how Nikki would, you know, react right. to Dr. Fraser Crane. Being right, there, a good point. I mean? Okay, all right. <laughs> so anyway, Dr. Fraser Crane is here to help us count down the top 10 phrases, very common phrases, right, that you're always hear someone say while playing the game Fog of Love. Number 10. You're giving me the it's not you, it's me routine? I invented it's not me, it's you routine, okay? If anybody, it's me. Number 9. My character is a kleptomaniac, so one thing you have to keep in mind is they have already stolen the Declaration of Independence. Number 8. I love you. I know. Number 7. My character is a marine biologist, so we do have a pet dolphin and they do sleep in the bed with us. Number 6. You're going down a path I can't follow. You're breaking my heart. Number five. My character is the son of the Hamburglar, so if you get with me, you will inherit a lot of debt. Number four. She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three. My character doesn't believe the moon landing was real, so if you bring it up, you will lose a turn listening to their theories. Number two. Okay, so we've played five games of Fog of Love. I Listen, I think I'm ready for the real thing. Let's go set up my Tinder profile. Number one. My character is super religious, but in a Japanese RPG kind of way, so you will have to fight God with me at the end. Hey, all you out there in podcast land. Yeah, we're just popping into our own show to interrupt and uh, tell you about a little something we got called Patreon. Um, I know that a lot of you maybe uh, remember the 90s. Pete, do you remember the 90s? The 90s, the 90s. Hmm, sounds familiar, but remind me um, what that was like, Andrew. Okay, yeah, the 90s was pretty much you were on the playground playing a game called Pogs, okay? little card- Oh, now I remember Pogs. Yes, little cardboard discs with uh, cool illustrations on them and different designs. Well, do you want to get access to some custom Pogs uh, that are all thematically related to your favorite podcast? Who can play that game? Well, you can if you visit us on Patreon. You can have access to, we'll mail physical pogs to you uh, in the mail. And you can touch something that Pete and I have touched with our hands. It's it's collectible each month, different designs relating to each episode and other running gags that we have here on the show. Really cool collector's item. Well, I, so I'm going to get one pog a month, Andrew? That's, uh, that's not bad, I guess. 
No, 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 Pete. That's a set of six pogs every month. Every month I'm going to get six pogs. Each pog has an individual design on it that relates to my, my favorite podcast in one way or another, whether it be an inside joke or a specific episode. or. That's right. Wow. You can check that out if you visit Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash two can play that game podcast so check it out today okay i'm just about to do it actually you know what i'll just bookmark it and come back to it later because we gotta uh get back to the show andrew chess break okay people it's time for a little break from all that love it's time to play chess pete uh, and right. we are going to be playing a move, a single move of a chess game on this show. We have been playing a single move of this same chess game for all 41 for, for episodes. 40 episodes. Yeah, exactly. And this is our 41st move of our chess game. Probably too many moves, Andrew, if we were to ask, uh, you know, chess Although, expert. Um, Pete, I'll say that this uh, is not as long as many of our games have gone i'll say that yeah that is true yeah that is true <laughs> um well andrew uh as we've been talking about recently it seems like we're coming to the end of this game and as you'll remember i did not want to end it when i could a couple of episodes ago because i refused to um play for the game that we are going to switch over to after we end the chess game and as you established Whatever game we end the chess break game on, we will then pick up that game and play it every week, move by move. I refuse to do it during Crossfire, Andrew, (laughs) but I'll tell you what, I do, in fact, want to do it today, Andrew. That is why I'm going, going, I am going to move queen to h7, checkmate, Andrew. This game, it's over. Checkmate! Checkmate! Wow. <laughs> Checkmate, Andrew. And that does mean that we will be playing a game of Fog of Love from here on out, Andrew, one move at a time, which <laughs> I think is very exciting. And uh, if we're going to pull the curtain back a little bit, we mm. are you and I are very happy that this is the case. Um, it, it did naturally happen that it could have ended on Crossfire. That was yeah. not set up. Um, that was not set up. And we did say, no way well, in heck are we going to do that. And then... When we did play this one, we were like, we can probably make this work. Uh, And so here we go, baby. Yeah, see, eagle-eared listeners will notice that last episode, I made a move that... And we never lie to our listeners, right, Pete? Uh, I made a move that was... We never lie, Andrew. No, we're honest with our faithful fans here. I... uh, That's right. I could have extended this game. I could have moved up and blocked the rook up there uh, so that... Pete could not have ended it this time, but I knew that we were reviewing Fog of Love next, and I thought, you know what? If he wants to end it on Fog of Love, let's do it, because this is a role-playing game. You can get really fun with it. Uh, I'm excited to play this turn-by-turn. It's like a whole story that's going to unfold over the course of the next, you know, 41 episodes of our our show. So... Yep. So tune in next episode for our very first uh, inaugural Fog of Love break. Andrew, Should but in the meantime, what are we going to call love, that? Segment? Love break. Ooh, love break is good. I like that. Image. And then it should yeah, be the same. Good. It should be the same music, but in like kind of a love sound instead of a trumpet. So it should be like love break. Okay. Get, you know, 
Oh, okay. We'll get to work on that, Andrew. How about that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, maybe, maybe not. I, maybe I love the, the idea, thing. and I can't wait until you do it, Andrew. Like, that, would, that would be great. You let me know when that when that sound is done, Whoa. and I'll, I'll edit it in. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for volunteering for that one, Andrew. Okay. Um, speaking of love break, Andrew, uh, I think it's time we take one, because that phone is a buzzing, Andrew, and I'm looking at the caller ID, and it's very clearly says... Acquaintance call in. Acquaintance call in. Yes, that's right. It is acquaintance call in time. We talked to somebody who many shows would refer to as a friend of the show, quote unquote, but for our show, well, Andrew, you know that would just be disingenuous. So let's talk to an acquaintance, just someone that we know. Andrew, who you got on the line today? Well, we are pleased to have another acquaintance on the show today. Uh, game designer, designer of uh, games like Eldritch Horror, uh, Arkham Horror 3rd Edition, Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition, the list goes on and on. And also a relatively new one, Artisans of Splendid Vale. Uh, welcome to the show, Nikki Valens. Nikki, welcome. Hi, how you doing? All right. Doing great, Nikki. Thanks, thanks for so much for being on the show. We're 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 really excited to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, now we absolutely. we are so excited to have you on the show, but before we really say too much more, we just got to get some uh, legal stuff out of the way, Nikki, for our audience. We just want to make sure um you are an acquaintance, right? And you're not our friend. Is that true? Uh yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, most of my friends have to pay for that privilege, so <laughs> <laughs> perfect yeah. okay good we are extremely broke honestly uh yeah any anytime someone uh you know uh, offers me a chance to not pay them i usually take take them up on that if possible so it's <laughs> your loss <laughs> that's what everybody says and you know what this lose this person keeps losing baby but i've you know <laughs> Uh, I still got enough money in my pocket for a grilled cheese. Um, so, Nikki, you are um, honestly an extremely well-known game designer at this point. So, you you have worked on some extremely popular games, like Andrew was saying, um, Arkham Horror, um, Eldritch Horror, Mansions of Madness Second Edition is so popular and everything like that. So, um, even if people don't know um, your name. Uh, because they're dumb out there, you know what I mean? Um, they they almost certainly know your work. Um, and you've been with Fantasy Flight specifically for some years now, right? Uh, yeah, I was with Fantasy Flight for about five years, um, but oh. I've been independent now for the past few years. Ah, absolutely. Great, great, great. Well, that's terrific. Uh, and so everybody can kind of become familiar with your work if they aren't already, basically, uh, of what's out there. And uh, I don't know... Um, if anybody else, I'm sure everybody else has seen the same kind of thread through your work that I have, but it becomes very clear to me that you are first and foremost interested in storytelling. It seems like that is one thing that goes through all of those games um, from, you know, I mean, um, things that are blockbuster hits to uh, things that haven't sold as many units, et cetera. It's always the same thing I feel like that runs through all of your games is that there is a strong um, part of the game, a strong um, component of everything you work on seems to be storytelling. Would you, would you say that that seems accurate, that that's fair to say? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I have a lot of stories to tell, and I'll find ways to tell them in each of my games. Yeah, very cool. And that, that really 
comes across, I think, honestly. Um, and um, what is it about your life up to this point? You said you have a ton of tori- stories to tell yourself. Were you were you always a storyteller? Is that something throughout different portions of your life? I, I know when I was uh, a child, I used to uh, in, really just love coming up with stories for things. And I remember one time my um, I had an English teacher who would print out these uh, almost like comic strip panels where they where the word balloons were empty and you could fill in all the dialogue. And so I know I've always had like a very like, and that just thrilled me as a child that I could just make up what somebody would say, basically. Are there are there times from your early life, especially where you felt the, the storytelling part of your personality developing? Yeah, a lot of my youth was spent just kind of coming up with stories as well as kind of coming up with games. Um, oh, cool. But I feel like, I don't know. Uh, I've just kind of always had things that I want to learn about myself and want to learn about the world. And I've always found that storytelling is a great way to do that, to kind of explore oneself and the world around you by sort of piecing it together in a finite way that can be explored more closely. Right. It's almost like um, it's one of the one of the only ways I feel like where we can actually interact with other people's experiences and perspectives is, is through storytelling, because obviously, you know, we are kind of trapped in our own bodies, essentially, you know what I mean? And so when we hear about other people's stories and experiences, we can kind of try, you know, and, and get a better sense for what life is like for other people, you know what I mean? Even our next door neighbor or something like that. So yeah, yeah. exactly. If you think of like reading stories or watching movies or playing games and you can sort of, you know, uh, identify with the characters that are in those stories or even like feel as though you become part of that story yourself. It, to me, it feels like one of the easiest ways um, to, yeah, to get to know other people and to understand what they're experiencing and to be able to share my own experiences and how I see the world uh, with other people. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned uh, when you were younger games. Also, do you have any games that were kind of a, an influence on you? It seems like maybe like role playing type of games, or or uh, seems like uh, comes up a lot with your work. Uh, anything like that? What what kind of games were you into when you were younger? And and also, what kind of games are you into now? <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually grew up with like a lot of the concepts of role playing games. Um, a lot of it wasn't actually like structured. Like we weren't playing. D&D or any specific system uh, um but just the having seen that um and like kind of mimicking it in a in a way um right. and trying to kind of get those experiences for ourselves like me and my friends uh we would just make up our own systems to role play in or you know even if you think of like little kids playing make believe or something like I would go to the park with friends and we would just kind of uh, essentially be LARPing um, right, right. whatever stories yeah. we could come up with. So I, I like that a lot. I mean, there, there, there's things that you work on that are a more traditional fantasy setting, um, like Legacy of Dragonhold and things like that. And then there are things that are obviously more, you know, I guess science fiction based um, um, and uh, the entire Cthulhu world, you know, the, um, the Lovecraftian mm-hmm. world and things like that. So it seems like you don't find yourself just constricted to like, uh, you know, I guess what you would say is a more typical like D and D setting where it's like a, 
a, a knight with a sword or something like that. It seems like you really are, are able to spread your wings and, and kind of go all over the map, which is awesome. Yeah, and I like to... I, I think different genres, different uh, themes can help tell different stories in different ways. So, like, mm -hmm. fantasy is very approachable for a lot of people, um, as is a, you know, a modern setting. If you think of, like, one of the reasons that, like, a Lovecraft setting is so popular, I believe, is that it, it feels like a very realistic setting until it's not. Uh, right. You know, we're familiar with the world because it's our world. Um, so it's easy to kind of approach that world and, you know, get... Uh, immersed in that setting and I think that in a lot of cases fantasy is is a similar thing for a lot of people if they've grown up with you know Lord of the Rings and other stories like that they're kind of used to those stories and it's easy to uh, kind of become immersed in that mm -hmm. but yeah I, I like telling all kinds of stories like yeah I'm definitely into other you know kind of horror stuff and um, sci-fi stuff as well yeah well and I and I think it's important um for when I when I realize basically that um, what makes what really makes something ex extremely relatable and and as a result usually successful isn't the setting per se. Um, it is how good the storyteller is at grounding um, the experiences in the people that are you know taking in the media basically so so like you said whether it's you know lovecraftian world where it's like a world that they can kind of recognize and then something that's unrecognizable comes in or whether the world itself is fairly unrecognizable and it's like you know um dwarves and orcs and things of that n nature it's like it, what it really what what it really comes down to what uh, in terms of hitting a chord with people is there has to be something in each of those stories that they can relate to in general um mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's great. I think, and I think specifically, I think people have realized that you are very good at that, quite frankly. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Now, talking about stories, I mean, on this episode, we're talking about Fog of Love, which in itself, the game is a story. You're essentially creating a story as you go along, a love story, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Yeah, absolutely. So, Nikki, we brought you on because we knew that you were involved in kind of uh, – uh, some revisions to the game. And uh, so we wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, we talked about it earlier in the episode, actually, before you called in on the acquaintance calling about uh, how they wanted to revise it to make it a little bit more friendly to the LGBTQ uh, plus community. And uh, so how did that happen? Did, did they approach you? Did you uh, make suggestions? Uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about that process. Uh, yeah. So fog of love and my game legacy of dragon hold kind of came out around the same time and they actually weirdly got compared to each other uh, a number of times which i wasn't expecting because um, mm -hmm. they're very different games but like you're talking about they it's about these stories um that get created and, and like you know creating uh characters that you can identify with mm -hmm. um but uh one way or another um jacob the designer of fog of love you know heard about me and you know, was aware of the types of writing that I had been doing and reached out to me to essentially see if I would be interested in trying to tackle what he was trying to do there of, of you know, making some revisions to the base game because, you know, they had gotten some amount of, um, I don't necessarily want to say criticisms, but like... Um, feedback, right? Yeah, some feedback from players 
um, about how certain, you know, situations or certain theming was handled within the base game. Um, and it started as essentially a consultation of just kind of identifying what are potential problem points or what things could be, you know, uncomfortable or perhaps even offensive and just essentially identifying all of those. And then um, he also had me, you know, work with him to figure out how can we, how can we change those stories to make them more uh, accepting, more inclusive uh, of different identities to, you know, make the game more welcoming to everybody and tell more rich stories that, you know, encompass all of uh, what a, you know, romantic comedy could look like regardless of gender or orientation. Yeah, for sure. Especially like in light of what we were talking about where um, the most successful stories that, that like hit a chord with the most people are the ones where they can, you know, it can be relatable to them. It's like the idea of having a story that has a blind spot that is just not relatable to people is something where um, I'm glad that somebody was willing to, you know, acknowledge that blind spot and, and, and try to rectify it. Um, which is Yeah. Nice. I think it's really important to do that in, mm-hmm. in all forms of media. It's, it's not even specifically, you know, LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. uh, topics specifically. I mean, anything related to, you know, race or gender or a lot of other things, just, just so many topics that mm-hmm. are, very personal experiences to people that are core to how they grew up or how they developed. Um, and we're all different people, like not, not a single person can, you know, understand everything about everyone else. Um, it, it takes, it takes a team. It takes a lot of, you know, feedback and, uh, learning to kind of create really good experiences that everyone can relate to. Yeah. For sure. I, I, uh, I noticed one thing about your most recent project, the artisans of Splendid Vale, um, is you, you, it, it, it seems to me you were very sensitive to, um, uh, body shape and body size too, which I think is a very cool issue to, to, uh, address because I, I feel like a lot of your character work and there, there are some people who are plus size and things like that, which I know is something where a lot of those folks do not feel represented at all in media, um, because of, you know, years and years of history of like the ideal body type, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the BS that has gone on, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, I, I can see when I can see in your work, a, a continuing to push for more inclusivity, which I think is great. Yeah. And, and I mean, especially with artisans, like I was just talking about a, a team is really important. Like we created those four characters for that game that are very diverse. They, come from four very different ethnic backgrounds the you know they're they're all different genders different orientations you know we we were talking about of body shapes heights uh different forms of disability or mental illness like all of Mm -hmm. these things are are parts of their character parts of their personalities and the stories that those characters tell that players will you know, relate to and and can be very meaningful for a lot of players. It may be the first time they've ever seen themselves, or or maybe at least some of those aspects of themselves in a character in a game before. Um, yeah. And that's it's a very powerful moment when you 
can finally see yourself in media and feel like someone out there in the world actually sees you and acknowledges you as a person. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it, I, I every time I think about that kind of thing, I, I can't, I always just come back to the same word, world wor- uh, word uh, to describe it where I'm just like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You know what I mean? When I mm-hmm. see that kind of stuff, I'm like, that's very cool that that's exists. So, uh, so when you were, uh, re- you know, reworking some of the language in fog of love, uh, Nikki, could you give, do you have any, like a specific example of maybe something that got changed around because, you know, Pete and I, we're trying to learn here. Um, like what would, what would be a specific example of something that maybe wasn't felt kind of wrong and then maybe change it around to be a little more inclusive? Um, it's been, quite a while since those changes were made so i don't recall any like specific wordings okay um but there's two instances of things that changed that come to my mind right away that i remember Hmm. um one of them is a little more on the serious side there's one of these stories in the base game that's specifically about like having a child together Mm -hmm. uh that the couple Uh, in the story are having a child together um but the way that the story was framed in its original inception was um, it felt very uh, hetero focused. Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. felt like this is a, a story between a cis man and a cis woman mm-hmm. and they are having a child uh, by birth. birth um, yeah. mm-hmm. So when, when I came onto the project to kind of look at the different things and identify potential problem points, uh, I saw that one and basically thought, how else could we approach this story? Um, and a couple of the things that we tried to do there was to, for instance, not imply that specifically, you know, if there's to, essentially to, to not imply that there has to be a male and a female character in this storyline, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, a biological child isn't the only option we made the, uh, option for an adoption there more accessible for the mm-hmm. players um yeah. but also change the language so that uh even if there is you know a birth it's not even implied necessarily that the person giving birth is female um right. because mm-hmm. for instance i mean there are examples in real life of you know trans men being able to give birth sure yeah it's so, like that's one example that's kind of on the more serious side and, and took a lot more work to uh, to kind of dig around at all of the details and figure out how to best approach that situation. Yeah. Um, but one of the other examples that comes to mind is much more lighthearted because it's it's just one card and it was like something about the toilet seat kept getting left up, which is like, <laughs> like I mean, I'm sure tons of people have heard of this thing. Even, even if you're not you know, in a straight relationship, you've probably heard of this thing of like, oh, the guy keeps leaving the toilet seat up and it's a big problem and it's causing friction in their marriage or whatever it is. Right. Um, And it, it, you know, it's fun. It's funny. uh, But in a situation where that's not a cis man and a cis woman, that situation kind of doesn't really make any sense. Um, Like the card doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have the same comedic value um, because it's just like, well, we'll just not do that. And it's like not a problem. <laughs> right, right. Um, I don't remember exactly what happened to that card. Uh, yeah. It, it might be there. It might be slightly changed. I don't actually remember. Yeah, uh, yeah But that yeah. was one of the ones that's like, it's it's very lighthearted. It's like not actually 
you know, offensive or anything like that. But it is right. one of those things that, while it seems like a universal experience, it's actually not. Exactly. Uh, and that's, it's, it's something that, that would like take you out of the game. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You're like, yeah. Ah, I was with you. I was totally in, you know, because you can really get into the moment in this game. Like, like when Andrew and I yeah. were playing this game, we were we were in it. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, like re really focused on what we were creating in the game. So I could see how like something like that would be like, ah, I lost it. I lost it. I was like, I was in a groove with this and I lost it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You could be really like into those characters and kind of embodying those characters and into that story. And then mm -hmm. like, you know, this card comes up and it, it, it almost feels like a, like a record scratch of just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, which one of <laughs> yeah. us was even leaving the toilet seat up? What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It just throws it off. Absolutely. Uh, well, cool. I'm, I'm very, I'm very glad that, uh, that you're able to do that. That's great. And I think that, I think they changed that going forward with all their reprints from there on out, which is a great move, I think, which is, uh, yeah, great. yeah. That was the, all those changes were leading up to a reprint. Yeah. Um, and then I, I assume that that's just the files going forward for any time the game gets reprinted now. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and I, I know you probably can't talk about it too much, but you are also working on an expansion. Um, so not, e not going even further than just kind of reworking the base material. You are um, in uh, currently in the process of coming up with uh, yet another expansion for the game, right? That does focus specifically on the LGBTQ experience, right? Uh, yeah. So I actually did a lot of work on this um, a while back, mm -hmm. uh, essentially just trying to come up with what kinds of stories would I want to tell and are, what other mechanisms need to exist in order to be able to tell those stories well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't want to go too much into detail of exactly how it works or anything like that, yeah, but it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, essentially yeah. just if, if the stories could focus more on uh, a stories about self-discovery, like figuring out your own orientation or figuring out your own gender, what would yeah. those stories look like? Um, because that's something that I felt is both very uh, identifiable to a lot of queer and trans folks. Um, like, you know, I mean, even myself, my, I've changed how I identify my gender, you know, multiple times over the past few years, um, mm -hmm. just as I learn more about who I am and, you know, where my place in the world is and all that. Yeah. So e even people that are, you know, part of art of, of the LGBTQ plus community are still on journeys of self-discovery. Um, and those stories, I think, also help to educate, uh, you know, cisgender and uh, hetero people mm -hmm. that can play these stories, see what that might be like to uh, experience this journey of self-discovery. Um, and they can, you know, maybe identify with those characters a bit and, and start to grow some empathy toward, oh, this is what, um, you know, other people experience. And, yeah. you know, hopefully yeah. that can kind of help us all grow closer together. This is so, this is so smart. I, I didn't even think of that it would be that angle, but as soon as you started talking about it, I was like, oh, that would actually be really educational. Like you kind of get a little bit of a little idea maybe of, of what it's, what it's like to, to not be, uh, uh, cisgender or, or hetero and so that's that's really interesting i'm i'm excited for that yeah 
yeah, I'm, I'm right there with Andrew. I, I, the more I heard you even describe that, the more I was like, oh, we're playing this for sure, because I think it would just be, it would be enlightening for me to mm-hmm. even read the cards that you're coming up with is what it sounds like to me. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I mean, we just can't wait to see, uh, you know, the new expansion for Fog of Love, and we really appreciate you coming on here and talking to us Um about all this stuff uh nikki and we can't wait to see everything that you are doing from here on out uh andrew i just want to butt in and just say the fucking love expansion is gonna be great but of course we're gonna be paying i was gonna i was gonna say we i mean and we're recording this several months in the past uh you people in the future who are listening to this uh we just Mm -hmm. finished up with nikki's uh really successful kickstarter of artisans of splendid veil so congrats on that yes yes congrats on that nikki that that what a wonderful campaign and um if i if i if I read correctly, um, you all got funded about 20 times over, which is awesome. We're super happy for you, um, and we we can't wait for it. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. Uh, it'll be a few more months here until uh, that one's out, but hopefully uh, people really enjoy it. Very cool. So definitely keep your keep, keep your eyes out, because even if you miss the Kickstarter, you'll be able to pick that up um, soon enough. So, so Nikki... Uh, tell everybody where they can find uh, your stuff. Where can they find your work and uh, games from you and just future information? Yeah. Uh, so I spend a lot of my public time on Twitter, actually. So uh, mm-hmm. my, my Twitter handle is just my na- last name, Valens and 116. So it's just V-A-L-E-N-S-116. Uh, I just, you know, post some memes about various things on there, or uh, mm-hmm. I'll share different topics that I'm kind of interested in or uh, sometimes tease about types of games that I'm thinking about making or even working at the time. Uh, I'll also, when I do have stuff ready to be play tested, I will uh, tend to, you know, ask for play testers on there. So if that's something you're interested in, you can go give me a follow on there. Ooh, all right. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining us, everybody. That's been Nikki Valens. Nikki, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, that was great, Andrew, but I got something else cooking in my great oven here, Andrew. It's another great one. It's a game of Would You Rather. Would You Rather. Would You Rather. All right, another fun game here to play on the show. Uh, Of course, we're just going to play a game of Would You Rather, but in this case, we're going to be talking about Would You Rather play this game, Fog of Love, or blank. blank. Exactly, Andrew. Mm -hmm. Um, and Andrew, I think you might see that I have a little bit of a running theme in mine, Andrew, because I went with some traditional rom-com tropes, Andrew. So I'm going to start uh, us off and say, would you rather play this game, Fog of Love, or kiss someone in the pouring rain? <laughs> uh, yeah, the pouring rain in movies, it always looks very fun, romantic, but it's in real life, it's not fun. It's cold. And uh, yes. and then when you go inside, it really is bad because you just, like, your clothes are all sticking to you and they're all heavy. Yeah. So um, I'd rather play this game. Right. If, you're, if, you're, if your end goal is getting those clothes off, which, hey, you know, uh, hopefully it is, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I do not like taking off wet clothes, personally. I'd much rather take off dry clothes, you know what I mean? So... Uh, yeah. yeah, no thanks. I'm playing Fog of Love. It helps that I really enjoy the game, but... Um, and you know what? I'll get a kiss at the end of Fog of Love. How about that? Because we'll be... We'll be grooving. So, um, Pete, would you rather play Fog of Love or have actual, genuine human interaction with a real person? 
Ooh, this one's tough for me, Andrew, and you know that about me. That's why you. <laughs> that's uh, why I wrote this question. That's why you wrote this question. Well, if this isn't the dang Blade Runner uh, replicant test, I can't remember exactly what it's called. Uh, Andrew, mm, I'm gonna be good, Andrew. Andrew. I'm on med, so I'm gonna go with general uh, human interaction, Andrew. If I if I can't All have right. human if I can't have human interaction anymore, you know what I mean. If I decide to play the game, then I will I will sacrifice playing this game so that I can continue to have human human interaction, Andrew. Because the yeah, meds get... got my brain chemistry going okay right now. How about that? You don't want to accidentally get sucked into a game of Fog of Love and just think that that is reality. Jumanji right? style. Like the Matrix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew, would you rather play Fog of Love or would you rather run into somebody when you're in a hurry and have their drinks spilled all over you, but they're cute? And in this case, in your case, of course, it's going to be your wife. But maybe before, you know, maybe you're not married in this instance, but it is your wife. Right. Uh, no, again, that doesn't, it, again, that's something that seems like it works in a movie, but not pleasant in real life. So I'm playing this game, baby. Okay. So you just rather not meet, ever meet your wife. Okay. Andrew, just going to go ahead and log that down. Just texting. Uh, okay. Well, texting, texting <laughs> no, your just wife. Just not in that way. No, moving on. Go ahead and, uh, you know. <laughs> no, we can meet just in a different way. I mean, that's uh-huh. not, I didn't sure. know that was part of the thing. Okay. Well. All right, Pete, would you rather would you rather play Fog of Love or would you rather play a D&D character that only cares about romantic relationships? You know what I'm talking about. Kind of that oh. troll who just ruins game night for everybody. Yes. Just, now, you know. oh, these, okay, this is tough, Andrew, because these are both very fun things. Playing Fog of Love is yeah. legitimately very fun, but also messing with the with the gm you know what i mean by by not yeah. you know by going off and doing something completely different with the with with everyone's time in a in a yes. in a D style campaign is also extremely fun we i god knows i've done it with you uh to you i should say <laughs> as the when you gm yeah uh a lot uh and i can speak to it being very fun i'm sure you find it very fun too of course um yeah, so this is right. a tough one I honestly, I guess I would do the latter. I guess I would because I would be able to mess with you a little bit, and I, I just feel like there's maybe a little bit more room to make up everything. Man, it's a tough one, Andrew, because you could you could also make up a ton of stuff in Fog of Love too. But um, well, see, so you start doing stuff like that, and then the GM is gonna start railroading you big time, and uh, well, you know, it's. Well, I know you're. You can you can try, Andrew. You can try. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, This is a tough one, Andrew. But I'll I'll probably I'll probably stick with the D and D, but by a very slight edge. You know what I mean? All right. All right. Yep. Andrew, would you rather play the game of Fog of Love or marry a prince in another country or whatever? You know, like it's somebody who like is run, who is like royalty in another country, and then you don't find out until yeah. So I'm I'm falling in love with somebody, and then I realize that they're a prince or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, no, I, you know I'm not a big fan of of uh, monarchies and uh, you know. Yeah. People. Good like answer. That. So I I'm like gonna. That. I like yeah, that. I'm gonna play this game. I'm yeah. gonna play this game. They don't, yeah, yeah, they don't yeah, need yeah. me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 
Uh, Pete, would you rather play Fog of Love or would you rather go on a blind date that I set up for you? Tough one, tough one. I think I can handle my love life on my own for now, Andrew. Like I said, those meds are flowing through the veins, Andrew. So I'll take that one from here. And in the meantime, you and I can play Fog of Love. How about that? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Sounds and, good. Andrew, antidepressants are a, a, a lovely thing. I'll just say that. Uh, Andrew, <sighs> would you rather play the game of Fog of Love or be the super unpopular nerdy boy in school who the beautiful person falls in love with? Uh... Yeah, that seems very unrealistic. Um, right, and and the nerdy, the nerdy <laughs> it person seems unrealistic. In these movies, yeah, right. <laughs> the nerdy person in these movies is always somebody who is actually very because they're actors, right? They're all they're always somebody who's actually very attractive. Yeah, they're usually hot and, no matter uh, what. Yeah, they're just they're just wearing glasses, and it's right. like they take off. They're like, let's give you a makeover, and they like right. take off their glasses and like. You know, it's like, wow. What? And you often don't you even know. wear your glasses. So it's kind of like a, that is, you know. <laughs> so how are we going to pull this one off right. with you? You bring right. up a good point. Um, I, think I'm, I think I'm batting a thousand here with this game. I think I am still going to play this game because I just, yeah. I feel like, uh, I don't know, that situation seems totally unrealistic. It wouldn't work out. It wouldn't work out. Mm. So I'm going to play this game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Andrew, follow up to that question. Would you rather play okay. the game Fog of Love or be the super popular jock or whatnot in school who the main character leaves for the unpopular person because they're in love? Know what I mean? The 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 oh. guy that goes like, What? You're breaking up with me? Or whatever. You know what I mean? Like wearing like a Letterman jacket. And they go, right. like, Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do, they, do people even wear those Letterman jackets? I feel like that's just a big... I don't, um, I don't know. Stereotype. Like, the people only wear those in shows and movies. And nobody actually wears them at, at school. Um, okay, uh, I would definitely not want to be that guy. Uh, that guy's a loser. I am yeah. going to play this game, Fog of Love. Yeah, fair enough. Nah. Okay, Pete. Uh, listen, we've been having a lot of fun here so far on this episode, but we got to get moving on here. So why don't we just go outside, take a little look at the sky? Oh my God, what is that up in the sky? Seems like extraterrestrials. Extraterrestrials. All right, it's time for extraterrestrials. Andrew, aliens land. They insist that you show them your Earth games. They're big board game heads, okay? These, of course, because <laughs> right. they're very smart, these aliens. You know what I mean? So, right. Oh, yes. They have course. the large brains. Yes. Yeah. Just so happens that they like the same stuff we do. You know what I mean? Now, <laughs> are you showing the uh, this game, Fog of Love, to them? Why or why not, Andrew? Uh, right. Um, before, I, before I answer that question, I think we all need to agree that when aliens land, the first thing they say is not take me to your leader. It's mm-hmm. uh, take me to your board games, right? Take me to Show your me board games. friendly local game game store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, so we're going to say, no, I am not going to show them Fog of Love at all. Really? And here's yeah, here's why. I think they're aliens, right? I've seen a lot of alien movies. I don't know how realistic romantic comedies are, okay? But I know that the alien movies are definitely realistic. So here's what I learned from those. I think that the aliens have much different mating rituals than we do, okay? Mm-hmm. They were, they're they not going to really um, 
understand what's happening in this game. They might even think that this game is about uh, fighting or something. Who knows? Their, their customs could be totally different than ours. Right. Uh, you know, I'm just... I'm going to guess that they have mating rituals. Like, they can... They have telepathy, probably, so they can read each other's minds. So, like, this whole, like, guessing game in this mm-hmm. Fog of Love thing doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense to them, uh, right? It, it's It just doesn't uh, work for them. Either that or they have this mating ritual where they have to return to their home planet every seven years for, uh, you know, the Ponfar animalistic mating uh-huh, ceremony. Uh-huh, like, uh, uh-huh. Like those Vulcans do. So, right. um, <laughs> well, well, I was going to say this yeah. is kind of like, like, what if, like, what would happen if, if Worf you know, got his hands on a copy of this game or whatever, he'd be like, what is this? And they'd be like, oh, that's a game about love. And he'd be like, no, it's not. You know what I mean? This isn't how you, this <laughs> right, isn't how right. you show love. You know, you know. Yeah, right. Klingons, classic, uh, very violent uh, lovers. Um, from so, our point of view. Yeah, yeah. I, right. Well, from our, that's true, man. I just, yep, that's my point of view. Um, I just don't think that this one is going gonna, is gonna to translate very well for them. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, but I hear you. Pete, what do you think? Are well, you Andrew, I also or? said no way. I'm not going to okay, show this game. For a slightly different reason, good. Andrew, if aliens play this okay. game, they're going to learn how we interact with each other, and they might even be able to infiltrate our society without our even knowing. Heck, we might even fall in love with them. We won't even know that they're aliens. Andrew, wow. there, are a lot, there are a lot of people on the internet right now who think they already have. So... Um, that there's aliens among us, and you. They might, even, yeah. one might even say. And so, you know, if they get their hands on this game, they're gonna. It'll be an instruction manual for how to you know, ah. get get as close as we possible learned. to us. You know. Yeah, we learned that this game was very well researched by the developer in terms of like how human psychology works. So, uh, yeah. it actually might. Yeah, you, that's a great point. Kind of like a Men in Black situation where they're all walking around wearing like human suits, you know? Exactly and, like that, uh, Andrew. And then yeah. Nikki had to go ahead and make the game even more representative of even more people. It's like so the aliens are going to be able to yeah, choose anybody right. on the dang planet, and you know, it, well, imi- imitate it, them. You know what I mean? And so we're now. I are don't you, know, man. Are you, are you assuming though that they have malicious intent? Maybe they just want to join the party. Maybe that's okay. I, yeah, that's a good point. If that's all they want to do, more power to them, honestly. Because I don't, you know, if I find out that my wife is an alien, but we're still in love, I don't care. That's kind of that's actually kind of yeah. cool. Hey, that's actually kind of cool. Whoa. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, but. I'm just saying we don't know. I they you know they haven't released all the classified records, Andrew. They might. There might be malicious intent. Who knows? Why take the risk? Uh, it seems like in most alien movies there is some sort of, you know, they don't like us for some reason. So uh, yeah, I wonder what yeah, that. Yeah, for that. some reason, I don't know what that reason would be. We're currently dunk slam dunking our planet into the trash can so that we could make so that five people can make like a bajillion dollars off of oil. But for some reason, uh, the you know. So, uh, a higher, well, we, you, did, you know, a higher species for some reason does not seem to think that we're great. Right, you did say that they have big brains uh, in the beginning of this, so yeah, I, I, that's a good point. They probably, <laughs> they probably know better than us, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, Andrew, man. speaking of knowing better, I think we know better, Andrew, specifically on the um, topic of two could play this game, but should they?
too good play this game, but should they? Oh, it's time for us to give our official final reviews of this game. Uh, we know that two people could play Fog of Love, but how sure are we that two should? We're going to give the rating from 0 to 100%. And you know what, Pete? I just realized something. Because we are recording this so far in the past, we forgot to mention something that I think, oh. if we did our math correctly, right. uh, it is... Maybe the day after Valentine's Day, I think, right now, if you're listening to this when it came out. So, you, happy Valentine's Day. You tell day us, listeners. Uh, did we get it right? Uh, uh, happy Valentine's <laughs> Day. Happy day after Valentine's Day, maybe even, when you can get cheap candy. That's right. So, happy cheap candy day at your local drugstore. <laughs> or maybe uh, maybe we're way off. Maybe happy flag day. I don't know yeah, what, maybe. what day it is right now. <laughs> Maybe go vote. You know what I mean? Maybe. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> go vote in the uh, 2037 election yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah. I have go, no go, idea what they Go vote is. in the uh, 3940 election for Glipglorp or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> the extraterrestrial. Dug up from, uh, you know, the pride, pride yeah. from our skeletal remains. Andrew. So. From zero to one hundred percent sure that two people should play this game. What is your what is your percentage, Andrew? Well, in the spirit of Flag Day, I am because uh, <laughs> I'm just so jazzed about this. Uh, <laughs> happy Easter, everybody! I am. Uh, I know, Pete. I really love this game. I, if it didn't come through, uh, I think the thing that I loved most about this game was that we got to be silly we got to yeah. make up all kinds of fun scenarios and uh get real crazy with our uh our love story mm-hmm. and uh make it a make it a romantic comedy that we would really want to watch yeah. you know that's the romantic comedy that we would want to see i think um yeah and i can't wait to i can't wait to play this uh on every episode too it's gonna be <laughs> the next game's gonna be even you know crazier so yeah uh, it's gonna be fun so I would play this over and over and over again. I think any any game where you get to be creative and fun. Now, mm-hmm. I think the one caveat might be, I don't know why you would do this, but if you're playing this with somebody who you're not um, super friendly with, mm. uh, you have to play it with your best, your your one and only friend, right? Or yeah. maybe it's your your significant other or something like that, right? Uh, because you have to be totally comfortable in in a lot of these role playing type of games. You have to be comfortable in. Saying things that might be, if you were playing with somebody who you don't really know that well, you might not be totally comfortable just being silly and having fun. You know, you might right. kind of hold some of it closer to that. So you got to be okay with that in order yeah. to like this game as much as I did. Mm-hmm. I love this game. I am officially giving this game a ninety-five percent. Oh, happy Valentine's moly, Day, everybody. Andrew. That's a high number for you. Um, that is a high Andrew, number. That's an A. I chose an A as well. I gave it 92%, Andrew. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed playing this game with you, Andrew. Um, it, it, it takes a lot from tabletop role-playing. It allows storytellers to shine, and it gives you just enough of the story to get going, and it leaves a lot of empty canvas for you. I think that is very cool. Um, you start with creating a character with traits and features and you're supposed to stick to them and if you don't you lose points essentially and i think that's a cool incentive to like yeah so that like there's still rules here like board games are all about rules you know what i mean um right whether you like it or not andrew um and those still <laughs> exist roll. here there still is a framework you have to you know there's a game here 
Um, even though some people think there isn't, they're wrong, in my opinion. There's a game here. Right. And a part of it is sticking to the characters that you create in the beginning and making choices as if you were those characters. Um, there is intrigue in this game because of the secret objectives. Like you said, you'd like to help your partner, but you don't know what will help them. So you're trying to learn as you go along. Like, is was this thing a good for them or was this not? Um, does that mean they want more of this or less of this? You know what I mean? There's even secrets, mm-hmm. literal secrets you can put under the board instead of playing them face up that might come up later. And they could have a negative or positive effect if they get if the if you're if you are forced to reveal them um there is um moments that have tension you know with a lot riding on what you and your partner choose like in a both choose uh i i was literally andrew jumping out of my seat yelling at certain points playing this game and i i don't know how many games i can say that about you know what i mean oftentimes we're just well, very focused and sometimes we're very quiet and we're, we're trying to think about our next yeah. move to make and in this one i was my whole body was in it sometimes you know what i mean the the mechanic of when you both put down that token and you say one two three flip it up I yep. I love that that comes up in several games uh, Raptor comes to mind where you mm-hmm. do that but I just lo- I love it in this one because there's that moment of yeah we matched or it, it's yes. just uh, yes 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 yeah yeah it's so because fun. it's like because you're building a story. It, 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 it there's even more investment than in a game like Raptor, which we love, where you where you do the you know one two three flip up basically and see what the other person chose. Um, so there's just I don't know there's just more riding on it. It feels like um, and mm-hmm. uh, there like we mentioned earlier there I there's a good amount of scene cards for replayability. So there and there's room for expansions as we know. It's it, if someone can simply write uh, a storyline. It can become an expansion. You know what I mean. So you could probably make your own right, if you want, right. which is pretty crazy. Um, oh, that's a good point. You know? I didn't think of that. But also, yeah. also, I was thinking, Andrew, you could put this like you and I could sit down and be like, all right, hey, listen, one speculation or one um, not speculation stipulation is yeah. tonight in tonight's game we are in the Looney Tunes universe. You know what I mean? And then it's just like, all right, let's play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's some, something as simple as that. It's like you could you could then right. that colors everything from there on out. You know what I mean? Um, right. or like, or like we're Perfect. in the, we're in star Wars universe or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. and, um, and then it just, it would just go from there. I just feel like you, it, your imagination is your own limit. I feel like for this one, which is really cool. Uh, in the rule book, the designer says that he had a big, uh, he had big name designers say that the game should be mandatory studying for new designers. He mentions this, um, in, in a little write up at the end of the, 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 the game manual. And I kind of shrugged it off, and I was kind of like, all right, bud, you know, maybe slow it down a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, um, (laughs) but honestly, it is true. After I played it, it's like, it is a really cool system uh, that leads to a ton of, like, emotions and storytelling and investment um, while still feeling like a tabletop board game. You know what I mean? So... Right. I, 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 I agree that this is something that I feel like a lot of, like, new designers should just, should play to just see when how somebody could do something different and have it work you know what i mean so uh, it's very unique i think it's very unique it's very in unique. in board games yep uh in the board game world yeah and when somebody does something this unique and it works and it hits with us hey there you go baby you get a high score so speaking of which let's go ahead and jump right to our leaderboard andrew and see where this uh, stacks up leaderboard Okay, it is time to take a look at the old leaderboard, and uh, oh man, when I gave this one a 95, I thought, 
is this going to be a new champion of our leaderboard here? Uh, we'll see. It's close. Uh, I gave it a 95. Pete, you gave this game a 92. That's going to mm-hmm. give us an average of 93.5% sure. That's our official Ooh. rating, folks. 93.5% sure that two people should play the game of Fog wow. of Love. Andrew. And that that puts it way up at number two on our leaderboard. Wow. Number two, baby. Wow, Andrew. Wow, 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 wow. Um, what can I say? You know what I mean? That's It's right below <sighs> Go, and it knocked Seven Wonders Duel out of second place. Sacrilege, Seven Wonders Duel. Say. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Seven Wonders Duel is like always coming up like... In the board game world, you, you say, what's your favorite two-player board game? A lot of people nowadays will say Seven Wonders Duel. Uh, yeah. Fog of Love. Yeah. Uh, knocking it out of second place. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought this one had a chance. I gave Go a 98, and that probably bumped it up. Cause, so Go is sitting at a 95%. Yeah. And look, look at you. You got 92. You gave it 92. You yes. gave Fog of Love 92. Right. You gave Seven Wonders Duel 92. I did. So I did. You, and you I love gave all this. Go. Yeah, I gave Go, Fog of Love, and Seven Wonders All of our top three. I gave the same score, 92. How about that, Andrew? So so I'm the deciding factor in those. So you're, you're the saying. deciding I, I just... factor in those, Andrew. So it's all on you. So direct all your hate mail towards, uh, you know, Andrew <laughs> no, uh, Miller, all... you know what I mean? At, uh, at, all your love uh, mail. Netscape, direct Netscape all your love dot, mail to me. Uh, .aol.net or whatever. Uh, Give me all your love mail in in pink envelopes that you sprayed with perfume. You know, send ooh, me that mail. So uh, that's yeah, super, like that's Pepe nice. Le Pew. You like know, pe- always yeah, get those like letters. Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, uh, you're already. In, oh, I planted a seed in your head, Andrew. The next time we play, it's got to be in yeah. the got to be in the Looney Tunes universe. Now, Andrew, um, <laughs> I know that Looney Tunes is cool, especially when they wear their hats backwards and their jeans backwards on the sh- uh, t-shirts that we all wore in the '90s. Uh, but are we cool? Are we cool? After playing this game, are we still cool? Pete and I need to keep track of our friendship points. You know, you yep. all have friendship points out there, right? So we yep. need to say, how much did our friendship go up or down? How much? Sure. Are we still friends here? Are we still cool? Yeah. Uh, Pete, I think it's obvious this that it went up. Right, it I mean, we had a blast up, playing this. Andrew. We had a, we yeah. Had, we had a blast it's just by, yeah. just how much. Uh, this one, I think, above just about any other game we've played. This one, we're definitely way cool after this. I yeah. gave it a plus seven, plus wow. seven. Wow, Andrew, that's yep. that's the biggest number that you've ever gone up by in our friendship points. Uh, might be, it might wow. be, yeah. Um, well, I gave it up by ten points, Andrew. So. <laughs> oh! Ooh, that is the biggest number you've ever given. Yes, I can uh, guarantee you that's the biggest number I ever. Yeah, I mean, what can I say? It's like we were, we also, hey, listen, uh, it's time to brag, Andrew. We're pretty good at this game. You know what I mean? And that's because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, we, we were, we were, we well, were in a groove. You know what I mean? We can, uh, yeah. what, well, some know, of that what, is. We're perfect for each other. What can I say, Andrew? You know? <laughs> we were, some of that is luck, too. I mean, it yeah, depends on luck. which traits you pull in the beginning yeah that's um, true yeah 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 if you have if you have we traits have never played a, each other. yeah we have never played a game yet we'll see what happens on the next one you'll find out next episode yeah, actually but we have never we have never played a game yet where our characters are kind of like at against odds. each other where, yeah, where, yeah 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 at odds yes mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. we're just not on the same page at all yep. which can happen you know yeah so, yeah uh 
Might, we're gonna have yeah. to pick up that expansion at some point where where they where you have no choice, where it doesn't leave it up to fate at all. You just are at odds to begin the game. You know what I mean? And then that'll be the real test. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just like a very challenging one to match to get mm -hmm. any like points on. But uh, yeah, we'll see. That that'll be good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you're going to have to tune in next time in order to see how our first move of Fog of Love goes and mm -hmm. to hear about the next two-player board game that we review, right? Yeah, that's right. Unless you get another friend, in which case oh. you should tune in to Three's Burger in Paradise. Three's Burger in Paradise, that's that podcast that's all about uh, three-player board games, and it's also a Jimmy Buffett fan cast, right? Y yep, that's right, Andrew. And it's Parrot Heads only, they say, so... Uh, I've never listened to it, but my grandpa loves it. Yes, awesome. <laughs> Three's Burger Three's. in Paradise. Paradise! <laughs> yeah. Um, I, oh, this is another great story I could tell on that bonus episode where I'm going to tell stories that are not funny. All right, funny, give us a little I, teaser. Give us a little, give us a little cliffhanger. I, hmm, I Every time Jimmy Buffett comes on the radio, I have to turn it off because I've heard that I've heard that song hundreds and hundreds of times, and I hate it. So um, why? Tune in and find out later. Oh, that's an effective one, Andrew. Okay, now I, I actually mm -hmm. need to know why. So, ooh. <laughs> if only uh, I subscribe. Spoiler alert. If the, only I subscribe. Spoiler alert. The story is not that funny or interesting. Punchline will disappoint well, you. Didn't you. Have to, well, okay, you didn't have to do that when I was trying. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?